This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real-life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. We are continuing with solo episode summer, baby. Not actually. We're not doing the whole summer of solo episodes, but we're doing some Tuesday solo episodes in July, and I'm so happy. I need to thank you guys for kind of bringing me back down to earth here because you know that I know that I'm an anxious, anxious girly, and I actually got really stressed out about what if people don't want to hear solo episodes from me? What if like me on my own isn't good enough and people don't want to listen to that and they really tune in for the guest episodes and the unfiltered episodes. And so I threw a story on the poll. I threw a poll on the story. Let's fix that. And I asked you guys which episodes were your favorite. And thank you for responding the way you did. It was pretty much like even across the board, but I was just so relieved and almost surprised to see that a lot of you guys like the solo episodes as your favorite if you had to choose. So that just really boosted my confidence and made me feel like, okay, I can do this. And they are here 
for this in whatever capacity it's delivered to them, whether it's just me or me and a guest or me and an anonymous listener. So I just want to thank you guys because I don't know, it can be really stressful. And I I do get in my head so much about this. And sometimes I'm like, why does anybody care about my opinion or my expertise or what I think? Like, why do they listen to me? Um, So yeah, it just means a lot that you guys do listen and that you listen no matter who's talking or if it's just me. And I'm going to, I could keep going about my feelings on this for a while. So I'm going to stop. But long story short, thank you. It means the world that you're here. And I'm really excited for this solo Q&A episode. Ooh, that's it. She dropped it. It's a Q&A episode, you guys. You sent in more questions than I've ever gotten in my life. Like if you had told me two years ago that one day I would get the number of questions for an episode that I got for this episode, I would say absolutely freaking not. There's no way that's impossible. So thank you guys so much for sending in all the questions. There are so many. I want to get into it. Before we do, just make sure, as always, you guys have left a five-star rating in the Spotify app. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that you have left a five-star rating and a review because those mean a lot too and they go a long way. All right, let's get into the questions. First one, this one is tough. How do I get over a breakup when he lives across the street? He dumped me without any real clear explanation. I literally can't look out my window or step onto the balcony without seeing him or his car. First of all, I'm so sorry that he dumped you without an explanation. That's really painful. And I know that can make your mind wander and question all of these possible reasons. And did I say something that I shouldn't have said? Did I do something? Is there something about me that wasn't enough, wasn't good enough? I need you to know that none of those things are true. Okay. You have to tell that voice in your head. Nope. This isn't about me. This is about him. If he couldn't even give you a reason, that's so messed up. Okay. That's not the type of person you want to be with. You want to be with somebody who is going to communicate and try and work through something together before just saying bye, especially to somebody who lives across the street. Okay. It's not like you're never going to see this person. It's not like you're never going to run into them. And the right person, the type of person that you deserve is somebody who is going to communicate openly and effectively. It's somebody who's going to be mature about the way they handle the situation, knowing that there are real feelings involved, knowing that you guys can't avoid each other. And so I'm really sorry that things shook out the way they did. In terms of your actual question of how to get over this breakup when he lives across the street and every time you look outside or step outside, you see him or his car, that fucking sucks. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I feel so sorry for you because that is terrible. And even me in past breakups, I would be like, oh, I can't go to my grocery store anymore because we went there one time to pick out food for a dinner that we were going to cook. And so now it's our grocery store, not my grocery store. So trust me when I say I can only begin to imagine how painful this is. I think a big thing that's going to be key in you moving forward is acceptance. Acceptance that this is over. This really sucks. And I deserve better. Because this is your world. This is your home. This is your life. These are your places. And you deserve in every capacity to be able to go about your day without seeing this person and thinking of how they made you feel. Trust me when I say it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time, especially because you can't really do the whole no contact thing. You know, you can't go out of your way to not see him or see any of the things or places that remind you of him because it's everywhere. But I really think that that acceptance part 
And that's really hard to get to, but I think that that's going to be the biggest thing. Okay. There's no going back. There's no conversation that you could have that would change the way things shake out. There's no, all right, we can be friends and be cordial and have it be not awkward. No, it's going to be awkward, especially when you feel like you don't have the closure, but you are not going to get the closure from him. And the more you sit there and see him or his stuff and you think to yourself, but that's that person got away with my heart and that's the person I want to be with and they are being unfair and they don't understand that we are supposed to be together. All of these things, that's going to slow you down so much. I know it's so much easier said than done, but remind yourself that you deserve more. And this person was not capable of giving you that. You deserve so much more than them. And try and reframe every time you see him, every time you see his car, be like, well, that sucks. He does not have the capacity to love in the way that I do. He is not capable of communication in the way that a mature, emotionally available person is. I think you have to just keep telling yourself these things that will remind you over and over that you deserve more. And that this isn't even the person that you would want to go back to. It's not a person that you want to have had the chance to end up with because they couldn't give you what you deserved. One thing that I have done when going through breakups that has really empowered me is find a song. And one of those times the song was No Tears Left to Cry. One time it was Thank You Next. One time it was Young Blood by... Five Seconds of Summer. It doesn't even have to be a breakup song. It could just be some song out there that empowers you, that makes you feel like, okay, I am going to be okay, or that gives you energy to get through the day. Find that one song. And every time you leave your house where you're going to see his car, potentially see him, play that song. Put your headphones in and play that song. That song can be your safe space. That's your bubble. And he can't get to you when you're in your bubble. He can't hurt you. Seeing him, seeing his things, seeing his car, seeing his place. Nope, you're untouchable when you're in your bubble with this song. That is something I would definitely try just to mitigate that feeling of he's everywhere. His stuff is everywhere. I can't even feel comfortable and safe in my own space because he's around it. I'm thinking of you. I'm sending you love and all of the positive healing vibes. Good luck. You got this. I promise you everything's going to be okay. And you deserve more. You deserve more. You deserve more. Repeat that to yourself. Okay, love you. Next question. I have a limited diet and it's a huge hurdle when it comes to dating. I've had guys break things off once I mention it. I've had guys that just don't understand it. It seems trivial, but it really affects my dating life that I can only eat certain foods. I'm so glad you wrote in because I know with full certainty that there are so many people listening to this episode who are like nodding their heads being like, yes, me too. I feel the same. I'm gluten-free. I'm vegan. I'm celiac. I'm pescatarian. I'm kosher. I'm this, that, and the other. And it is something that is so relatable that so many people deal with in their dating lives. So thank you for writing in. I'm so glad that we can talk about it. First and foremost, the person that's going to break things off with you because they can't compromise on going to a different restaurant or not ordering some peanut dish because you're allergic to it. Like, no, no, no. That is not somebody we want to date. Imagine how that person's going to be as a parent. Okay. Imagine if their child ends up getting this allergy or has this eating dietary restriction that they're like, "Mm, no, that's just too inconvenient for me. Like, nope, this is not the type of person we want to date. So while I am sorry that 
people have ended things with you because of it, they were never going to be the right people for you anyway. But how can we navigate dating when we have these restrictions, these things that we can and can't do, can and can't eat? Let's talk about it. There are a lot of ways you can approach this. The first is by saying it from the start. That way there's no surprises later on. So maybe it's something in your profile. There's a prompt on Hinge called Don't Hate Me If I. Maybe you use that prompt and write something like, can't eat dairy, but I promise I'll never stop you from eating it as long as you come with me to get dairy-free ice cream after. Something like that where you're owning up to it, but saying, but I'm flexible and I'm not going to alter your diet and we can work together to make this work. You could also use the prompt, the one thing you should know about me is, and write something like, I'm kosher, but I can't wait to show you that kosher wine is even better. Something like that where you're owning up to it, you're being upfront, but you're also saying like, it's not going to hold us back. It's not going to stop us from having any fun. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, 
and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. I think the benefit to putting something like that on your profile is you're not stressed about it because you've already put it there. You're not stressed that, you know, it's going to get to the second date and they're going to come up with where to eat and they're going to mention a pizza place and you're gluten-free and that that place doesn't have gluten-free pizza. They're not going to do that because they already know. This way, you also avoid running into, you know, getting to that second date, being at that pizza place and saying, oh, I actually can't eat pizza, but you seemed really excited about the place. So I didn't want to tell you. And then being like, oh, you can't eat gluten. Okay, bye. Which sounds like this is something that has happened before. So this alleviates those two stresses of are they going to, you know, plan a date that I can't go to? What do I do in that case? I don't want to make it seem like I'm picky or difficult, which of course, if you cannot eat or drink at the place that they're going to, you have every right to say something. Speak up for yourself, you guys. I promise the right person is going to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Thank you for saying something. All right. So don't just hold back to spare somebody else's feelings or not seem like too much or like you're being pushy or asking for a lot, like you're not, okay, you should go to a date that you're excited for and that you can participate in. Another thing you can do if you don't want to put it on your profile up front or have to run into the situation where they make a plan and you have to speak up and say, "Mm, that doesn't work for me, 
Take the planning into your own hands. I don't care what your gender is. You have every right and every ability to plan the date on your own, okay? If you are chatting with somebody and you're excited about them, say, would love to grab a bite, would love to grab drinks. How's this place? You tell me what night you're free. And you pick the place. Pick a place that you know you can eat something at. You know, maybe if you don't want to go full force and, you know, for go back, back to the kosher example, maybe if you don't want to be outright like, oh, I'm kosher. Can we go to this kosher restaurant? But you're comfortable in your level of kosherness eating something that's vegan, then go to a place that has vegan options. Or if you are kosher to a level where you aren't comfortable with that and you want to know that you're eating kosher food, then just name a kosher place. You don't even have to say it's this kosher restaurant because I eat kosher. Just say, how's Mocha Burger? Wednesday at 7. There are so many ways you can approach the situation. And I just want you to remember that at the end of the day, the person who's not going to be down to navigate your dietary restrictions, bye. They are not the person who's going to make a good partner to you or maybe even anyone because that's very immature and not collaborative. Not It's just not what a partner is. A partner is a partner. And at some point, they are going to have much bigger problems than what they can and can't eat. And you're going to be there for them. And so they need to be there for you to support you and work through things like this together. Next question. I'm seeing a guy casually, but we have both admitted that we have feelings for each other. He says if I lived a lot closer, things could go further, but he doesn't want to do long distance. That being said, he's happy to carry on as we are. What should I do? I would first ask you to ask yourself, is carrying on the way you are enough? Because I imagine that it's probably not. If you have feelings for this person and you are at a place in your life where you want to find a partner and you want a relationship, then carrying on as you are is just a Band-Aid. Because, yeah, you like this person, you have feelings for them, you want to be with them. But if they're already saying that they don't want to do long distance, they are not going to change their mind. I'd say there's like a 1% chance, but I don't want to give you that hope because you deserve somebody who wants to be with you, even if there is distance. I mean, it even sounds like you have made the time to see each other and to talk and be in each other's lives. So I'm curious how much that distance is and what the difference is between what you're doing now versus if you were to be in a relationship. It's a really frustrating situation to be in because I'm sure you're thinking, well, we're already making this kind of work and now we've expressed that we have feelings for each other. So why not continue this on a more official level? And I really feel for you because that is such a frustrating position to be in. I'm going to give you advice that me previously in the situation would not take and had not taken, but wished that she did because would have saved her, me, a lot of heartache. I would say that you need to put your foot down and say, I like you. And it is really exciting that we both feel the same way about each other, but I can't just keep going as we are without knowing that there's even a possibility that it can go somewhere. And I respect if you know that you don't want to do long distance, but you mean a lot to me. And if we just stay casual, eventually one of us is going to get hurt. And that one is probably going to be me. And I don't want to get hurt by you. I imagine you don't want to hurt me. So either we can try this and give it a real shot and try being in a relationship, or I think things should end here. I really think you should say that. Stand up for yourself because like I said, you deserve somebody who wants to be with you. And in some capacity, he kind of is, but 
he's also one foot out the door. He has an excuse to not go all the way and make this a relationship. And, and that's not fair to you. So I really, really encourage you to protect your heart and stand up for what you deserve, which is somebody who really wants to be with you and will put that effort in, will do what they have to do to make it work, which also, again, in this case, doesn't seem like it's that much since you're already making time to see each other and talk and be in each other's lives. Okay, next one. This next question says, I'm almost at the one year mark with my girlfriend. What are some good things to talk or check in about? I love this question. I love that you're thinking about it. And I'm so excited for you. Happy almost anniversary. I think it's really great to have a check-in and to even want to have a check-in just shows how intentional and thoughtful and mature of a partner you are. So applaud you on that because that is what everybody here is looking for and what is seemingly very hard to find these days. I would take some time first actually to think about, you know, what do you want the next year to look like? In a year from now, where do you want your relationship to be? Do you see this relationship continuing in two years from now? If so, where do you want to be then? Do you want to be having the conversation of, okay, in a year from now, we should consider moving in together? Or is that something that you want to happen before you hit that two-year mark? I would think about you know the year to come and what you want it to look like, what some things you hope happen are. Some people get engaged between one to two years. Other people don't. I don't know how old you are. I don't know what stage of your life you're in. So I would just encourage you to think about where do you want to be in the next year and what would the steps be to get there? Maybe you guys haven't gone on your first big vacation together and you want to take a week-long trip together. Talk about that. This is a really fun time to plan it. Maybe it's an anniversary gift that you plan this week-long trip together if the two of you can take that time off of work. Maybe there's people in each other's lives that you haven't met yet, and that's a big step you can take that you haven't taken but are excited to. I would also take the time to reflect on the past year. Are there things that you want to work on in your relationship? Maybe there's some situation that you know you guys worked through together that in hindsight you think you could have worked through even better or had you communicated differently, it could have just been avoided entirely. So think back on, all right, we got through this first year and it's been really great. How could we have made it better? Are there things that we need to work on individually or together that would enhance our relationship? And then also think about the year ahead. You know, what do you want it to look like? Where do you want to be a year from now in your relationship? And is there anything that you feel like you don't know about this person? Obviously, there's so much and you're going to learn so much more in that next year. But is there any unanswered question that you have that's been on your mind? And kind of use this opportunity as a time to check in and catch up. I think Jake and I actually on things like our anniversary and our birthdays. We always do like a more special dinner, go to a fancier, more expensive restaurant or a place that we've talked about for a long time that we've been really excited to go to. Those dinners end up being like the time where we have these deeper, more reflective, more intentional conversations. I think those are the meals where we've talked about like the timeline of when we want to get engaged and you know, getting a dog together and moving in. Like we've had these conversations during these milestones because they're time to, you know, celebrate how far you've come and also think about where you want to go next. So that's really exciting. And again, I love that you're thinking about this and I'm really excited for you. So let me know how it goes and I can't wait to hear about it. All right. The next question, somebody said, should I text her to reconnect after getting hurt 
saying something hurtful in retrospect and regretting it. First of all, I'm proud of you for having that hindsight and realizing, okay, I shouldn't have said that thing. Should you reach out to her? Probably. I'm sure she would really appreciate it, whether it's, you know, reaching out and just apologizing for this thing you said and realizing that it was hurtful and owning up to that. I'm sure that would mean a lot to her, especially if it did hurt her, which I'm sure it did if you're thinking that it's hurtful. Whether that conversation just ends in an apology and and her accepting it and being appreciative, you know, that's a win in itself. I think you'll feel better too. Or if this conversation ends with the opportunity to reconnect, then if that's what you both want and feel comfortable with and open to, great. I think absolutely 1000% you should reach out, express that you regret it, that you're sorry. I think for both of you, that's definitely a good thing to do. Your question started with, should I text her? No, you should not text her. You should call her. You should get on the phone, get on FaceTime, or find a time to see her in person. I can't stress enough, you guys, we should not be having important, meaningful, deep, emotional conversations over text. We just shouldn't because you're spending so much time writing and rewriting, finding the perfect string of words to put together and send. And then that text is being screenshotted and sent to one, two, five, ten people before that person can even digest it and then spend time with one, two, three, four, five people crafting the perfectly most well-written response versus actually putting two individuals in a room together, on a walk together, in the same space, on the phone, and having a conversation. I cannot, cannot, cannot stress that enough. Have the conversation on the phone over FaceTime if you can't be in person. If you can be in person, have it in person. It's truly the most respectful thing that you can do. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to them. And I think it just shows intent. It shows positive intent. It shows that you're a good person, that you want to treat this person right. And especially when someone's been hurt, I think they would appreciate it. Unless unless she's so hurt that she doesn't want to see you. But I don't know if the situation's to that extent. But yeah, I think for both of your sakes, you should absolutely say something. And, you know, if you have to text her in order to, you know, make that plan in person, sure. Otherwise, just pick up the phone and call or you can even call her and say, hey, like I've just been thinking a lot and would love to see you and talk through some stuff if you're open to that. I think that's 100% the best way forward. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, Season 15, Episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, we got a few questions about dating apps that are pretty much the same question written by multiple different people. So anything along the lines of how to maximize the free version of dating apps. Do I really need to pay for dating apps or does the free version do enough for people? How to navigate dating apps, the free versions, despite not being able to see the likes. Is it possible to match and date with limited access on apps such as Hinge and Bubble? So clearly a lot of you are feeling this pain point. So let's dive into it. First and foremost, I do definitely believe that you can date and match with people and meet great people, potential partners on free versions of apps. Hot take, I actually think the limited versions of the apps are healthier for us all because it prevents us from going down that spiral of, oh my God, there are millions of options and I still can't find one. Or, okay, well, this person's like fine, but maybe the next person I swipe on or send a like to will be a little bit more than fine or like 1% better. So yes, the free versions of apps are limiting in the number of likes you can send, the number of people you can see at a time. But I think that actually makes us A, more intentional and B, less of a victim to the paradox of choice and some of the downfalls of dating apps and the negative effects of dating apps, like how they influence our self-esteem and drive us crazy. So Yes, I do think it is possible to date and find success on free versions of dating apps. That being said, if you are somebody whose profile is not in good shape, no, I don't think you can find success and find matches and dates on free versions of dating apps. But I also don't think you will find success on paid versions of dating apps. It all starts with your profile, okay? A good profile goes such a long way. I have said it once, I will say it again, you would never apply to a job without really taking time to work on your resume, to make sure it expresses who you are and the skills that you have and the experience that you have and the places you've worked and things about you that you want your hiring manager to know. Dating apps should be the same. We should not be putting ourselves on these apps without actually taking time to put our best foot forward and make sure that our photos are telling stories about who we are and what we love and what we're passionate about and what we value and that our prompts are supplementing those and actually expressing things that somebody would want to know. Make sure your prompts are telling people what it would be like to date you. What do you do in your life? What are the things that light you up? Who are the people that are your world? And what are the things that you love to do with them? There's so much room to get these things across in your profile if you do it right. I know we are due for a full dating app profile episode. Haven't done one of those in a while, so I will definitely make a note to do that in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, things you can do. A, make sure your photos are in good shape. So your first photo should be a clear photo of you. Well lit, no sunglasses on, make sure they can see your eyes, make sure they can see who you are. They should be able to look at your first photo and say, okay, I know what this person looks like. So then when they scroll through the rest of your profile, even if you have other people in those pictures or you have pictures where you're a little further away and it's harder to see you, they still know what you look like. Your first photo should be clear, simple, sort of like a headshot, could be a little more fun than that. I wouldn't say put your LinkedIn picture as your first profile picture at all, but You should be able to see clearly who you are in that first picture. Also make sure that you have a full body shot in your picture. Make sure that your pictures are not just of you standing there posed. You know, 
Your picture should show you in places that you love, you doing activities that you love. Yes, I totally am a proponent for putting one picture with friends or family in there. Let people see you with the people who light you up because you're also happiest usually when you're with those people. They're a little less posed. They're a little more friendly and casual and fun than the normal solo pictures of you. Don't make all of the pictures of you with all these other people because then nobody will know who you are. But I totally am down for one picture with other people. Make sure that you don't have filters on your photos. This is not Instagram. It's not Snapchat. It's not Canva. It's not any of these like editing apps. Your photos should not be edited. They should not be overly edited. There should be no filters on them. They should just be normal photos. You don't want people to have to question, oh, does this person only look this way because of the filter that's on? Or, oh, this person's clearly not confident if they had to put a filter on every single one of their pictures. I don't actually know what they look like. That's the quick version on how to set your profile up in terms of pictures. Again, there's so, so much more to get into there. Prompts. Let's talk about prompts. Stop trying to be witty. Stop trying to be funny. Stop being overly competitive about everything. Stop saying you'll fall for me when I trip you. Nobody cares. That's all been so done. It was maybe cute and funny for the first month that dating apps existed. It is not anymore. Okay, don't try and be overly witty to the point where you're actually not even saying anything about you because everything I just said doesn't mean anything. You could be the most competitive person in the world. If you write that you're overly competitive about everything, I've learned nothing about you except for the fact that you are not original to come up with anything on your own. That's what I've learned about you, okay? So make sure you are putting information. Maybe you are overly competitive about everything. Okay, that's great. Show me that. Say, I'm overly competitive about always making the best playlist, winning all of my pickleball games, and getting to my apartment building's laundry machine before anybody else does on a Tuesday. Those are specific things that actually tell me a lot about you. They tell me that you're passionate about music and playlist curation. Maybe I could then ask you, oh, like, what's the last playlist you made? Or, oh, I'm going on a road trip. Like, what are the top three songs you would put on a playlist for that? It tells you that they're playing pickleball. They're active. They probably have a team. They like recreational sports. They get out and go somewhere and do things. That's fun. You could also say, hey, I've never tried pickleball. What's it like? Or I've been dying to play pickleball. I was a tennis player in high school, so maybe I'd be semi-decent at it. I can't wait to try it. And you learn that they do their laundry weekly. We love that. And they wake up early to make sure that they get it done because it's important to them. They live in an apartment building. They have a busy life, whatever it is. It's just specific things that paint a picture about who you are. That is what you need to be putting on your profile. For anyone who's new here, the prompt that my fiance Jake and I matched on was on my profile. It was, I won't shut up about, and I made a list. And I wrote Sugarfish, which if you don't know Sugarfish, it's my favorite sushi restaurant. Sugarfish, my dog Zoe, who was my dog at the time, whatever song I'm listening to on repeat right now, and the Jonas Brothers. This told Jake so many different things about me and gave him so many different little connection points that he could message me about. Told him I I had a dog. I'm a dog person. So, you know, nobody who doesn't love dogs is going to be messaging me because they already know I have a dog. I love dogs. Alana equals comes with dog. Okay. So we're weeding out the people who are anti-dog people now. Then I expressed, I love sushi. And in fact, this is my favorite restaurant. Maybe he could say, hey, I've never been to Sugarfish, but that's not what he said. Uh, He learned that I love music and that I listen to songs on repeat, which I very much do. He chose to message me about the Jonas Brothers because that was also in that prompt. And he messaged me and said, hey, I also love the Jonas Brothers. And we proceeded to have a conversation about 
our love for the Jonas Brothers because he actually did also like the Jonas Brothers. You know, some people might say that wasn't the coolest thing or the best thing to put on my profile because, again, it's not cool, but I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to pretend I'm somebody that I'm not. I'm me and I love the Jonas Brothers. And the fact that I found somebody who not only was supportive of that and would be willing to go to concerts with me, but also who likes them too, that's the best thing I could have ever asked for. So be yourself. Share things that mean something to you. Okay. Give people different things to connect with you on. I'm a huge fan of lists in your prompts. Try those out. Try filling in the blanks about things you won't shut up about. I promise every single person listening, there's something that you can do to improve your profile. So open up Bumble, open up Coffee Meets Bagel, open up Locks Club, open up Hinge, open up The League, whatever you're using, open up eHarmony and work on your profile. Open up OkCupid, change a prompt, update a photo. There's something you can do to enhance your profile, to share more information about yourself, to increase the likelihood that somebody who has things in common with you is going to message you and reach out and ask you a question. Okay, next question is a super weird one, but I wanted to address it in case anybody is like concerned about this. Somebody said, is it an ick for you if a guy sits when he pees at home? Women seem divided on this. No, like when am I seeing him sit and pee at home or ever? No, I don't care. Pee however the hell you want to pee. Why would I care? That's like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But I, I get why you're asking because people have icks and women have a lot of icks. And uh, clearly it's something maybe you sit and pee at home and you're now self-conscious that women are not going to want to be with you because of this. I mean, that's on them. I'm sure you're great whether you pee sitting down or standing up. So don't change who you are. Don't change the way you pee. The right person will love you despite sitting or standing peeing. All right. Next question. Had to address that one. I feel like he didn't actually give us a fair chance. Is it worth it to ask to try again? If so, do you have any advice? (sighs) I took that big sigh and deep breath because I know that I would. I know that I would not be able to move forward and move on and accept this until I tried every door and until I fought for it. I know also that every time I did that, it didn't work and it just prolonged me starting to heal. It made me hold on even longer. That being said, would I go back and do it differently? Probably not. I'm me and I fight for things and people that I want and that I care about. And so I think fighting for it and it's still not working out was part of that healing process, honestly, because I needed to know that I exhausted every avenue, that I tried my best and it didn't work and it wasn't it. And that sucks because, again, it, it hurts longer. It hurts harder, especially when you you know go back and, and are vulnerable like that and give it your all and try and fight for it. But I think for me, it was important to try, you know, so I could then tell myself, OK, I, I really tried and they still didn't want to be with me. And that really sucks and I'm really hurt, but at least I tried. So if you're somebody like me where you know that you're not going to be able to start to heal and and move forward and process this until you try, then yes, try. Go for it. You know, say what you need to say. Get it out of your system. I have never been one to go with grace. I ended up okay. Are there times where I pushed a little too hard and should have let go after the first no? Definitely. Absolutely. So I'd say, you know, maybe know when to stop 
or know when to stand down. But I'm never going to tell you to not try because I've been there and I know that feeling. And you owe it to yourself, you know? If it's someone you care about, it's a situation, a relationship you care about, try. I'm sorry that you feel like he didn't give you guys a fair shot. Um, There was also a part in this situation where you said he started a new job that I didn't read out. Um, I mean, listen, you have nothing to lose. Maybe he had started the job and the job was really distracting for the time being. And so he couldn't maintain a relationship or really try and see if he could. But maybe now he's more settled and he can. You know, the hope would be that if he realized that, then he would come back to you on his own and you wouldn't have to fight for it. But it's always worth a try asking because you literally never know. And the worst thing that's going to happen is he says no and you're right back where you were now, but at least you have that answer. And that's when you can start to accept and move forward and and find that closure for yourself that it wasn't right. It may be wrong, wrong place, wrong time, wrong person, whatever you need to tell yourself what's meant for you won't pass you. A lot of things you can say that help you sleep at night. Whatever it is, find that thing for you. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through this, I promise. But yeah, you know, you have my blessing if that's what you're looking for. I think ask. And if you are told no, then you have your answer for good. All right, you guys, that is it for today's Q&A episode. Thank you guys again so much for sending these questions in. There are so many more questions. So we are going to do another Q&A Tuesday this month. Stay tuned for that. I love you all so much. Please, 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 as always, send this episode to a friend. There's so much in here that any single person or even person in a relationship could benefit from hearing. There's so much good stuff in here, and I just want to spread the good vibes and the positivity and the thoughtfulness. So please, please, please send it to a friend. Share it with your group chat. Share it with your writer's room. Share it on your story. Tag seeing other people. If you haven't yet given a five-star rating, please do. If you haven't yet given a review on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please do. I love you all so much, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.